Hello everybody, welcome to a special edition of Bitchin' Brew, a podcast about music, life and everything in between. I am your host, as ever, Danny Randon, and I thank you very much for tuning in, especially if you are a first-time listener, of which I'd imagine there are a a fair few of you out there today, because like I said, this is a special edition of the podcast. It's not the usual uh, episode format, whatever usual is on Bitchin' Brew, but this is the first instalment in what I'm hoping will be a uh, regular feature on Bitchin' Brew. It's called the Bitchin' Festival previews um, because we are technically in festival season now. Um, I know there's already been a few festivals um, that have already been and gone, things like the Great Escape and Handmade Festival and Teddy Rocks Festival, Um, but I know a lot of people kind of associate the festival we're looking at today with the start of festival season in general, and that festival is Slam Dunk, which is coming to Temple Newsom Park in Leeds on Saturday, 25th of May. If you're listening to this on the day it's coming out, it's coming to Temple News and Park in Leeds tomorrow. And then on the Sunday, um, in two days' time, Sunday, 26th of May, it's coming to Hatfield Park in Hertfordshire, which is where I will be recording some amazing stuff for this very, very podcast. But more on that at a later date. Now, Slam Dunk Festival. The lineup this year, I mean... I think Slam Dunk's done incredibly well in the last few years to kind of transcend its reputation, if you will, of being a sort of strictly pop punk festival. The lineups become more and more diverse every year, and this year really is no exception. I think this might stake a claim to be the most diverse Slam Dunk lineup yet, and uh, you know, it truly is uh, nuts in places, as I will be discussing uh, with my guest on this episode. Um, now, the original idea was to do a bunch of these festival previews with Brad, my co-host of the Bitchin' Review, um, and you know uh, that that idea was cool. But I thought, what better way to preview a festival uh, than with one of the artists actually playing said festival and. Looking at the lineup this year, obviously there's been a bunch of bands that have been on the podcast in the past. Bands like Milk Teeth and Prestamico and Wallflower. Um, but really, I didn't think there was any band more deserving of um, their their place at Slam Dunk this year than, than one of the bands actually making their uh, main stage debut at Slam Dunk this weekend. And that band is Boston Manor. Um, now I got their frontman Henry Cox on the phone uh, while the band have been uh, on tour in North America I believe they've just landed back home after a, a pretty damn long tour in uh, in the United States and Canada um, and we had a damn good chat about Slam Dunk and uh, their history with the festival um, as well as uh, this year's lineup and some of the bands that Henry is hoping to see over the weekend and that I'm hoping to see um, as well. I'm really glad I could get Henry on board for this. Uh, Boston Manor guys are obviously super nice. We've had Ash, their guitarist, uh, on the podcast before around 2000 Trees weekend. Uh, so I got to hang out with the guys a bit then and got to know them and got to know their tastes. I know that uh, Henry's tastes are super diverse and I knew they would kind of lend itself to 
uh, a podcast of this nature. We had some uh, agreements on bands. We had some disagreements on bands, um, as you will hear from me uh, at one point where I may as well have ended the uh, ended the interview there and then. Honestly, shocking opinions from Henry. Um, but all jokes aside, it was really awesome to get him on board for this. Um, the first of what is hopefully a good handful of Bitchin Festival previews right here on Bitchin Brew. Uh, so yeah, let's dive into this this mega super awesome preview of Slam Dunk Festival with other, none other than Henry Cox from Boston Manor. All right, so I have on the other line right now calling from the US of A, not only the frontman of Boston Manor who are going to be playing the main stage at Slam Dunk Festival this year, uh, but also the owner of some of the coolest trousers in alternative rock, <laughs> I think. You know, they're, they're, pretty, they're pretty funky trousers, let's admit it. Thanks, man. I'm, um, I'm, a, I'm a fan. I am... Um... We're kind of trying to up our trouser game at the moment. <laughs> some pretty, uh, some pretty wacky styles coming out of the Boston Manor camp at the moment. Well, I suppose I should probably introduce you by name, Henry Cox. Welcome to Bitch and Brew, and thank you for taking the time thank to chat you for to us. Me. So uh, you're over in the states right now. Uh, where, whereabouts, um, whereabouts are you at the moment? I, I'm actually not in the states right now. I'm technically, I am. Uh, I left the states last night, and we're in uh, Toronto right now. So I'm oh wow! Canada. Oh, fantastic! Oh, I do love that place. Although it's been many years since I visited, so um, you know, obviously, there's a bit of a theme to uh, what we're chatting about today. We're chatting about Slam Dunk Festival, as I have already mentioned. Um, but uh, you know. It's a, it's a little bit unusual for us to have a sort of a central theme of a podcast. It's usually just us chatting bollocks for about an hour. Um, yeah. And we'll try not to chat too much bollocks, but I must ask about the tour that you're out on at the moment. So you're out at the moment with Movements, Trashboat and Drug Church, which is a hell of a fucking lineup. Um, yeah, man. How has it compared to the, the sort of the multitude of US tours that that you've been able to do as, as a young British band? I mean, it's probably one of the best we've done, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, like, I mean, it's, a, it's like you say, it's a hell of a bill, so we're, we're all pretty fortunate, and everyone's having, you know, six sets, all mm. the shows have been dope, like, there's not really been any any stinkers, um, and, and it's great, you know, I get to watch some really good bands play music every night, um, so it's, it's going really well. I mean, we're actually right near the end of the tour right now, I think it's about three shows left yeah but uh i'll be sad to see it go <laughs> i know those uh, those u.s tours those what four five six week tours even can be can be pretty tiresome especially for a band so far away from home but you know as i was saying boston manor it feels like you know out of all the uh, british bands certainly of, of boston manor's generation that you've been out to the states probably more than any of your peers so does it just feel like a second home at this point it, it does, to be honest. Like we, I'm the last two. Well, last year and probably this year, we spent more time in the states than at home. Um, mm. I mean, obviously, it's a much bigger place, so you've got a tour. You got to spend longer um, tours away, like say four, five, six weeks. Um, but no, it, it, it's cool, man. Like it, it's it's very hard for a British band to get any sort of traction in the states. Like you just have to work harder than yeah. American bands do. I don't know why that is, but it just seems to be the case. Um, but, you know, we've been plugging away at it for a couple of years now and we're fortunate enough to have built, you know, a, a, a fairly strong following over here. And um, But it is it is just that that you do have to kind of like keep coming back kind of thing because it's just such a, a such a massive place. And, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll have done like, like I say, however many tours we've done now and there'll be like 
you know, I've been chilling at the merch on this tour and talking to people and, and so many people come to me like, oh, you know, I've never heard of you before. I don't really know who you are, but, I, you know, the set was cool and I bought a record or whatever. And oh, no. It is just about, like, just keep keep coming back and coming back. And and uh, we've been fortunate enough to play a few of the, like, the big U.S. festivals on this tour. Right. Um, we've got another one in a couple of days in Ohio um, at the big rock festivals. And it, it's, it's quite similar to sort of the U.K. versions, you know, like the Reading and Leeds and the Slam Dunk and yeah. whatever else download festival um and and that they've been like crazy exposure for us so we've been having a lot of fun doing them and it's been kind of cool there's been a bunch of other british bands like we did one in uh, epicenter festival the other day wherever it was i can't remember north carolina or something and it was like while she sleeps played right before us and then we had like architects were there and oh bring the horizon and basement so it was cool it was like a little british invasion so it's kind of <laughs> fun to see those bands killing it on the I'm not on home turf, you know. Well, it's getting you prepped for the uh, for the British festival season, then. Yeah, I had a cheeky look on um, on a setlist.fm earlier, and I was I was very um, very pleasantly surprised to see that the setlist at this point is pretty much a, a seventy thirty split between tracks from Welcome to the Neighborhood and Be Nothing. Like, have you have you found that the uh, like have you found a new connection with your bandmates through playing these new songs? Honestly, like it's more just the crowds, like. The last year, with the last US tour we did, the record just dropped, and people didn't really know that well. And it was like a lot more. Um, I mean, in the UK, it kind of felt pretty immediate, but I think in the US, it was more sort of like that last tour we did was a bit sort of like the the, the, the old tracks, apart from Halo, were like the ones that got the big reactions and stuff. Yeah. And on this tour, I've noticed it's been like, you know, way more sort of new album focused on the crowd side of things which is sick you know like i it, it must be a bummer yeah. to to do a new record and then people just want to hear your old shit you know so i'm i'm um, i'm stuck that things seem to be sort of translating across the pond well social media has proved the circle pits are getting bigger in the states as well <laughs> yeah well we um that uh, festival we just did I, I, we just had a bit of fun with it and tried to make the biggest one going i don't know what it, like i think the whole circle pit thing and walls of death I mean, on paper, I think they are kind of cheesy, especially if you're not like a metal band. But it's just, I think American audiences just want to have fun. And, and I just want to see what I can make shitloads of people do yeah, just by telling them to do things. And I kind of started off just being like, you do this and you do that. And then they just do it and it'd be really fun. So um, maybe it's a little um, sociopathic of me. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I, it's more sort of like now I'm just kind of thinking of things on the spot and like, right, everybody do this. And people just do it, and it's fun, and it connects us with the audience and, and allows us all to sort of experience something together rather than us just kind of playing the songs and then watching, you know. So I, it, it's kind of become a bit of a feature of our, of our show, and I really enjoy doing it, man. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a power play, for sure. <laughs> right, so uh, let's let's bring things over uh, back, to, back to my side of the Atlantic. Um, uh, so at the end of the month, oh well, not even at the end of the month. It's fast approaching the Maybank holiday weekend. You're going to be playing Slam Dunk, uh, which is happening uh, on the oh, bollocks. I didn't have the dates in front of me. How embarrassing is that? <laughs> uh, so that's taking place on the uh, May 25th to the 26th. I'm not even going to cut this bit out. Like there we go. It's <laughs> taking place uh, uh, Temple Newsom in Leeds on May 25th and uh, Hatfield Park on May 26th. Now this is the third time that Boston Manor are playing um, before we go into that I must ask did you go much as a um, uh, as a punter back in the day do you know I don't think I ever went slam dunk did I I can't remember maybe I went once but um, 
I, I don't know. I, I never really, I never really, really went to, to stand up. But mm. I feel like, I mean, how long has it been going now? Has it been ten years yet? It is. I think not. they've passed the ten years at this point. Have it? Yeah, I think I saw oh, like a right. mad set list from. No, uh, I, I don't know. I, I never really, I never really went that that much. But um, I, I love it now. You know, I just, I don't know. I never really got around to it. I think uh, the the evolution of slam dunk over the last few years has kind of followed the the sort of evolution of Boston Manor as well, where you've kind of expanded your sound. You know, certainly going from be nothing into into welcome to the neighbourhood. You know, we've seen slam dunk just adopt so many alternative genres over time, and I think yeah. it's it's slowly shedding that that kind of. Well, I don't suppose it's a negative message, but. That kind of, th- uh, you know, that air surround- skin, a yeah, pop- yeah, a UK pop punk festival uh, because yeah, you know sure. it's got such a diverse lineup, um, and obviously well, that's I mean- why that's why it's grown so much, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So as I mentioned, this is this is your third time playing Slam Dunk. You kind of started. Um, on the introducing stage in uh, 2016, which was actually the first time I went to Slam Dunk. Um, oh, cool. And then uh, the year after, you kind of worked your way up onto the onto the key club stage, which, while it was um, at Hatfield on the university campus, uh, was kind of the big. It was it was a, like a big indoor theatre stage, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I, I remember uh, catching the end of your set because I was doing some interviews. And I basically I ran to your stage to catch the end of your set, and I think I caught the end of Lyca, <laughs> and I, I think that was really where I saw. Um, like a major, a major transformative uh, period. I basically saw you guys come of age on stage that day with the massive light show, and it just felt so powerful. Oh, that's sick! I remember vividly that show, the first time we ever had like boss lights, and we hadn't hired like a lighting engineer. But I remember us all kind of looking at each other, saying, like, like, like I kind of like pointed up and looked at Dan, and he was like, like nodded at me, and I was like, yeah. Like, that's fucking sick. And and I, I to this day, I don't know who did the lights for that show, but he, he, like, knew our songs. So he was, like, hitting all the cues and stuff, like, even had, like, a colour scheme for the different tracks. It was fucking sick, but, but that was, yeah, it was, it was, like, a really big... Um, it was it was a big show, because it was slammed up, but, it, like you say, it was one of the biggest stages. And uh, I, it kind of felt like that for us. I think that felt like a... That was, like... I think at the time, that was probably, like, the best show we'd played, you know? Well, it certainly looked like it at the time, and um, yeah, maybe you'll get reunited with the same lighting engineer this year. Who knows? I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> whoever you are, come forward if you know. <laughs> well, this time you're going to be on the on the main stage, or the Monster Energy stage, as I should call it, to appease the sponsors. Um, are, are you quite proud of the fact that you've that you've worked your way up and and earned that spot, as opposed to kind of debuting on the main stage? Well, you know what? I, I literally hadn't even thought about it until you until you were saying that before. I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, we did go from, like, literally sort of, like, probably about the same slot, maybe a little later on, but on, on the, the, like, the introduction stage. And, and yeah, it, it does feel good to have, like, have seen that progression with this festival, you know, because it, they've always been very good to us, Slam Dunk, and we've always had really, really great shows. And it's, like, it's a highlight week of the year, you know. I get to see so many of my friends and stuff, but... Um, I think because it's 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 diversifying, but because it's still fairly scene based, you just the, the cool thing about it is you know the, the crowd is relatively centralised to you know alternative rock music in its mm. many forms. So it, it does feel like you know if you play say Reading and Leeds and fucking Post Malone's on at the same time or whoever else, yeah, 
it doesn't matter how many how many you know kids are there they're just gonna you're competing with like a major artist you know but at these kind of festivals um you do have like a, a very dedicated crowd that are all into the same kind of music and, and, and it's cool like it's still different because you get you know you got like a bunch of great hardcore bands and some metal and then like pop and pop punk and whatever else but like I say, it's still fairly fairly unified in, it, in its in its um, demographic. But I think um, it, it, it's just something to look forward to, and and the fact that we get to play the main stage this year it does feel like a little bit of a kind of full circle moment. Um, and it's relatively early in the day, but um, again, with it being sort of what it is, I'm I'm hoping that you know everybody kind of gets in there in there real early and and is kind of ready to go from the jump. I know in previous years, especially at Leeds. They've had problems getting everybody in. Yeah, it's like in a in a city centre. It was in a city centre and mad queues and shit. Like I remember even at the, the guest entrance last year or whatever it was, um, I was queuing for like twenty minutes to get in. And I was like, "Fuck, I got playing like an hour." And, um, <laughs> were, do you know what I mean? There's just like a bunch of VIP people and all that kind of shit trying to get in, and, and it was a bit tough. But with it being on on a new site, I'm, I'm hoping that. Um, it's a little bit more organised in that sense. Maybe yeah. organised isn't the right word, but streamlined, you know. Oh, for sure. Um, well, I, I, I certainly don't doubt the fact that there's going to be loads of people there for your main stage set. Certainly from the from the time in the morning and even the night before that people end up queuing just to kind of get to the front. I'm sure you're not going to be playing yeah, crazy. To, to, a, to a sparse crowd. Um, last time Boston Manor played the UK, um, it was on that massive ass tour with uh, good charlotte where you were kind of you know yeah going, yeah going into the arenas at long last um i know we've kind of had previous conversations before and i'm, I'm going to end up paraphrasing you here now where you've kind of said that it feels like boston manor at this point is kind of built for the big stages it was certainly conversations around your uh, spot on the main stage at download last year um i mean are you at a point now where with all these new songs and this kind of 70-30 split between relatively new songs and um, and uh, and the kind of the fan favourites, that do you feel fully confident to kind of like walk out onto the big stages and, and lead with these new songs now? Now you've been at that point where you're on the, the massive main stages and in the arenas. Yeah, I, I think so, man, because uh, if I'm being perfectly honest with our seeming a little bit, a little bit big-headed here. I think we do it quite well because we were when we did download main stage. We were we were kind of like shitting our pants a little bit because it was literally about thirty to fifty thousand people watching us. Um, but as soon as we got out there and sort of a couple songs in, we just felt sort of very very at home. Mm. And um, and we kind of pride ourselves on we can set up in your basement and play to ten people. Like we're still a rock band. We're not we're not reliant on all this this crazy technology that you need to. We've always wanted to be a band that can just plug in our, our, our amps and play. We don't use wireless systems. We just have a big fuck off cables and just play rock music. <laughs> but um, we we want to also be able to you know open in these big arenas and, and start to play these these bigger venues ourselves. So uh, last question before we get into your picks for Slam Dunk Festival this year, um, have you got any uh, have you got any tricks up your sleeve specifically for the Slam Dunk crowds? Is the set list kind of finalised yet? Or are you going to try and maybe sneak a couple of surprises in there? Uh, I, do you know what? We haven't even talked about it yet, but I'm, I'm sure we'll do something. Um, sort of, we've got a few things come. <laughs> we've got a few things in the works for sure. Like <laughs> setless wise, I'm not sure what's going on, but there's, there's some fun shit happening in the next few weeks in our camp. So 
um, and it is sort of centered around slam dunk. So yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to miss it if you like our band, you know. Well, I guess one of the awesome things about about it being a two day festival and it being the the sort of same lineup over two days, obviously over different locations, is uh, you know where you're uh, you, you're playing your set at one twenty five on the Monster Energy stage. I should mention that, um, but you also get you know kind of two chances to see some of your favourite bands uh, because I know certainly from knowing you personally that there's a lot of bands that you love on this lineup and I love as well. Yeah, it's a banging yeah. lineup Hell this yeah. year. Um, and I know how sort of diverse your music tastes are, much like the Slam Dunk lineup this year. So um, have you got any... Um, let, let's, let's talk about the bands that you're looking forward to, to seeing at Slam Dunk this year. Honestly, there's so many. And, and I have to say there are a lot of uh, bands that are on around sort of the same time as us. Yeah, um, which is a bit of a bummer. Like, there's a bunch of mates bands who I'm, you know, big fans of anyway. But um, it it is also like, obviously our sets only whatever 45 minutes long. But you know, I decided that you got loads of shit to do, so I'm, I'm all the press and, and yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, uh, so I'm a big fan of uh, Angel Dust, um, which is for those of you who don't, don't know, basically uh, the the side project. Maybe that's the wrong term. I don't know, but uh, another project from the Turnstile. Diamond Eve, Popwig Records Collective. Yeah, Trapped uh, Under Ice as well. Absolutely Trapped Under Ice, yeah. Yeah, we, uh, we reviewed their record pretty buff on the last episode of The Bitchin' Review, and um, yeah, i got to say, although it took me a few listens, I, I eventually ended up just totally falling for it, hook, line and sinker, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how fun their set's going to be. I saw them, uh, last time I saw them was at Outbreak Festival 2015. Oh, wow. Uh, and and I, it, was, it was fucking awesome. I mean, uh, T.Y. is still like my favourite hardcore band of all time. Right. Um, and Turnstile is obviously so much fun to watch. But um, I think because Turnstile is so, so um, obviously taken off so much and they're touring that a lot, I don't think they get to do dangerous stuff as much, but they are starting to a little more, more now. But yeah. um, it, it's a fun set, man. Like if you like kind of, uh, hardcore music, just kind of punk and just energetic, like upbeat rock music. Just check it out. It's it's a it's a good time for sure. I'm really looking forward to seeing how some of the popular elements of the um, uh, of uh, of Pretty Buff kind of translate on stage now because I've not seen them live at this point. So this will be my kind of first live experience. I'm hoping to get down to the set, but um, you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing how they. Um, uh, kind of, we were saying at the time when we were reviewing it, it there's a lot of comparisons drawn between uh, Angel Dust record and the Culture Abuse record from last year. And when you look at yeah. how Culture Abuse plays some of those popular songs with just that added sort of punk snarliness, I'm really intrigued to see how Angel Dust do it. Yeah, me too. And the new record is a bit of a sonic shift as well. Like it's it's a lot more upbeat and a lot of acoustic stuff and maracas and crazy shit going on <laughs> in the record so I'm, uh, I'm i'm stoked to watch it unfortunately i do think that oh i don't know if i'm going to be able to make it i think they're playing right before we are so uh if you're attending you can probably make both sets but i don't think i will be able to oh man well there's always a they're, they're back over for uh 2000 trees as well and i'm sure you'll be there so yeah. yeah, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So have you got any bands that you're like, okay, I absolutely can't miss them? Oh, dude, there's, there's so many, man. Like, um, Microwave, good friends of ours, but uh, one of my fake bands, they're playing. I'm not sure, I think they're playing like 3.45, 4 o'clock-ish or something. But, um, again, I have no idea what time everyone's playing, but um, they are, they're, they're an incredible band. I, I recommend you checking them out. They're putting a new record out 
um, at some point. I've been lucky enough to hear some of it um, a couple of weeks ago, and it is phenomenal to the point where we kind of listened to the record and we're like, "Fuck, we need to, <laughs> we need to up our game here, lads." Like it's it's some next level shit. It's it's gonna be my favorite album of the year for sure. I, so, um, yeah, I'm not that well acquainted with Microwave. I heard everyone sort of, you know certainly shouting out the last record quite a lot and um i did see them uh, a bit of their set when they opened for um for creeper on that massive theater of fear uk tour that they did um yeah but you know apart from that i'm not really well acquainted with them so how would you describe them to someone who's never heard microwave before it's weird i think they're like they have like three settings um but they're, they're they have like i mean nate the singer has he's like one of the best singers i know he's got the most incredible voice but you know, it, it's kind of, you get kind of very kind of heartfelt, emotional, like big sound of rock music. But then they're also fans of like super weirdo uh, post hardcore stuff. So mm. you get some freaky deaky kind of screamy um, dissonant stuff as well. Um, but their new shit, I, I'm, I can't give anything away, obviously, but it, um, <laughs> they've, they've got some wrists, man. Like you can, you can, you know, you can jump around to, to a microwave set for sure. But um I recommend checking out. It's not the best introduction to the band because it, it doesn't necessarily represent them sonically, but uh, they did a cover of... They're from Atlanta, so they're from Georgia, but they did a cover of Ray Charles's Georgia On My Mind, and it's... Oh, it's, fantastic. It's, I, I mean, I love that song anyway, but it, it's, it's a beautiful cover, so mm. check them out. But just check out the Much Love record, the last record they put out. It, it's, it's incredible. I mean, the, the, the Key Club lineup that day, because it's obviously the two stages interchanging, and that lineup is just absolutely, absolutely fucking stacked, including uh, uh, bands like uh, Employed to Surf, whose record just came out. Uh, I'm absolutely stoked on seeing them just completely tear the place apart. Um, oh. And uh, old uh, touring buddies of uh, Boston Manor Wallflower are playing as well. Yeah, the homies, man. They're. they're, um, they're an amazing band uh, they're on pretty early so you have to get down early and check them out but they're um, they're amazing musicians and I think one of the most criminally underrated bands in the UK to be honest I feel like something big is coming with them I know they've been in the studio and they put out that amazing single last year and you know I've, I've seen Wallflower really sort of uh, bloom live over time certainly from like the days of seeing them open for you on the on the Be Nothing tour to seeing them yeah like on yeah, the I third mean, that stage was, that was like three or four years ago now, yeah so yeah it was crazy. It's crazy they they're they're, uh, they're an incredible band um if you like bands like Brand New and um to be honest like Microwave as well mm. I, I don't know if you just like big um or oh god I'm, I don't know I don't want to I, I hate doing the uh, for fans of because uh, I always think that if it can be some the easiest way to put people off a band. Sometimes mm. we used to get the most silly for fans of like <laughs> references, and I think it was very detrimental to people checking us out for a while. So I know if you like fucking well written, massive rock music, go go check out Wallflower. It's dark as shit, and it's it's super cool. Yeah, not not to stray too close to the um, to the to the for fans of, but we've had Vinny on the podcast before, and um, you know he's talked to he's sort of jokingly said a lot about how their live performance, how they essentially turn into, um, and I don't know if this is like the three three have them having three guitars and them sounding super huge on stage and just the way they're moving, he's compared them to the Foo Fighters live. <laughs> They've got some Foo's riffs, man. Like they. Uh... 
I think they uh, they like the Foo Fighters more than they, they care to let on. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, they they do. It is like a wall of guitars. It's fucking sick. Oh, it's awesome. It's awesome. Very much looking forward to seeing them. Uh, going back to that stage, the Impericon stage where where Angel Dust were playing earlier. I mean, you've got. I'm just going to go through the whole lineup because you've got Angel Dust, Angel Deuced, uh, Angel Dust, Not Loose, uh, Turnstile, uh, the motherfucking Cancer Bats, uh, the Bronx, Gallows, and Glassjaw. I mean, I don't. I mean, take your pick. You know, you don't have to leave the stage all day. There you go. (laughs) I, I don't know about you, but I am particularly excited for the return of Gallows. It's been too fucking long since we've um, <laughs> since we've seen them well, not just on a UK stage but any stage at all this is kind of like their grand comeback yeah yeah um, yeah um, they're, they're friends of ours and they're um, we've been talking about it a little bit over the last few months and I think they're uh, a little sort of well like you say it, it's been a while man but I, th- I think they're um, they keep joking about them being old men but I think they're pretty um, pretty amped up to, to get their guitars back on and, and, and start going nuts they're, they're an amazing band I grew up with that band so I've, I've yeah. been a fan since you know the pre-orchestra of the Wolves Day right up until I think the, the latest the, the last record they did and, and the EP and stuff is some of the best stuff they put out massively um, underrated that last record Desolation Sounds they really you know yeah, took some sure. bold strides on it and yeah I think it's massively underappreciated yeah for real and I, I, I think obviously with the departure of Frank like um I think a lot of people kind of think, oh, you know, when a frontman leaves the band, that it's it's not the same band anymore. And I and I guess it, it isn't the same band anymore, but it doesn't mean that it's, you know, it's it's, it's losing any sort of like it's not it's not saying it's not as good or anything. I think I, I think it just they kind of changed their sound up, and I think they did it in a really cool way. And, and a lot of bands, you know, as they get later on into their career, kind of get get a little bit softer and do more kind of like mid-tempo pop sensible stuff but Gallows just went heavier and darker and harder and I think that's that's fucking cool oh yeah it was awesome and um you know I've never seen Glassjaw live either and I was super late to the party with Glassjaw but now I'm fully on board so I think I'm gonna take advantage of the opportunity to finally see him live oh dude do you know what I've, I've never been able to get into Glassjaw and all my friends like roll their eyes when I say that because they all love them but I they're one of those bands that like uh when I was kind of discovering just guitar music when I was like 10, 11, 12 years old or whatever, my, my cousins were, I didn't have an older brother, but my cousins kind of showed me all the, all, like, you know, this is Slipknot, this is Deftones, <laughs> this is, you know, here's your bread and butter, um, here's Metallica. Uh, but, but they were big Glassjaw fans and still are. And, um, and yeah, I, I just, I don't know, I never really got into it. I always liked that song, Eight Dos Mill. Oh, yeah. Like some sort of... Um, like oh, must have been like a fucking rock sound or <laughs> compilation in like the early two thousands. I've still got somehow, uh, and that track was on there. And I also thought it was cool, but I don't know. I, it just kind of passed me by, really. Maybe, maybe Slam Dunk will be the weekend without all changes. Who knows? Maybe, but I've already picked my uh, my headliner. All right, um, who are you going to go see? It's got to be the Menzingers, man. It's oh, got to be the fucking Menzingers. I was hoping you would say that. Yes. Yeah. There you go. They're 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 an incredible incredible band. Um, and I I mean after the party and Rented World are, are just they're it's an, they're an inspiring band for for people like us because uh, I think you know I mean I don't 
I'm, I'm going to assume they're what album five, maybe album four. Uh, uh, one, two, three. Five. They're they're like I think after the party was five. To be, you know, to be topping every record you do at album five is is fucking awesome. And mm. uh, one of my best mates is is quite quite good friends with him, and he said he heard a, like a a new song. He said that they, they uh, he met up with a, a one of them for a pint after some Manchester gig and they'd just written this song and they were all, all hyped up about it and said, it's the best song I've ever written. And I think it's really fucking cool that after your fifth record that you still not hit your peak yet. I think that's what every band should aspire to, to do. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I saw Tom, I saw Tom from the Menzingers um, do a, sort of a, an acoustic night with him. It was him and uh, an artist called Roger Harvey. And seeing some of the, the Menzinger songs played acoustically, I, I've seen them do acoustic stuff before, and it's just always a lovely time. I was very lucky that's enough that's to fucking see... fucking awesome. I've never met Tom, but we, uh, we share a birthday, and every year we wish each other happy birthday on Twitter. But, oh, well, that's uh, very wholesome. <laughs> but, yeah, as, uh, as awesome as, uh, you know, and as wholesome as um, seeing the Menzingers do their acoustic thing is, there, there's nothing that kind of... There's no better music to swig a few cans to and dance around than than a Menzinger show for sure. There you go. Um, now I don't know about you, but uh, I mean some of the some of the um, some of the bands on the on the main stage that you're sharing the main stage with this year. I mean some of them are personally for me. I know that they're going to draw huge crowds, the likes of um, uh, as it is and Water Parks and and Neck Deep and Simple Plan, and obviously the headline is All Time Low. Um, but uh, you know, one band that I'm always looking forward to seeing to, seeing live whenever I can is Newfound Glory. Are you a fan? No, I'm not, man. Oh, not you're breaking my heart, Henry. Why are you doing this to me? Well, I, dude, I I never got into pop punk. Like that's the thing. I never. It. it well, I know it might seem a little ironic to a lot of people. But it, it just passed me by. I, I that whole era was. I was just. I don't know what the fuck I was doing, but it was. I just wasn't listening to it. So. I, can't, I I straight up. I'm not trying to be too cool for school or anything. But I couldn't <laughs> name you. A, I couldn't name you a newfound glory song. I don't. I don't know any anything like that. But um, I know obviously they're like a legendary band, and um, I've seen them play a few times actually over the years, like at, at various festivals and stuff. And they always they always put on a good show. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, just. Uh, not, not, not my thing really. I don't know what it is about uh, certainly a newfound glory live show for me, but I think. With um with Chad Gilbert, they're sort of uh, their their guitarist, and I, I suppose they're one of their primary songwriters. Um, is he kind of gives it that that hardcore edge? Um, with a newfound glory show, like they're they're certainly no spring chickens anymore. They're not like old guys or whatever, but you know they're they're certainly they're not getting any younger. And seeing them, I saw them three nights in a row, uh, year before last, and just seeing them play faster and harder. Um, tracks from records which are like 15 years old at that point I think that just makes them a very sort of inspirational live band certainly I think uh, I mean I wouldn't know because I've not been we've not been a band that long but I think it there must be something kind of sick about once you put out X amount of records and you've been a band for over a decade and kind of coming back to those old, old songs must be quite fun Mm. All right. Well, um, I think uh, I think we've gone through enough bands there to get everyone's uh, everyone's schedules packed for the day. Look forward to catching up with you there, Henry. Thank you very much for uh, for joining us today to take us through uh, what will be your day at Slam Dunk. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me. I'm, uh, we're, we're we're stoked. Um, we're stoked for the weekend. It's always going to be 
it's always going to be good, but uh, I think this year is going to be something really special. Absolutely, man. Well, it sounds like you're going to have an absolutely amazing summer, an amazing time at Slam Dunk, uh, where you're going to be playing on the Monster Energy stage. Um, again, thank you very much for joining me on Bitch and Brew today, Henry, and we look forward to catching up with you at Slam Dunk. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. All right. right, so there you go. That's pretty much the only Slam Dunk Festival preview you are going to need for this weekend. Thank you very much to Henry Cox from Boston Manor for his time and for giving us some recommendations on bands to see over the weekend. Of course, don't forget to miss Boston Manor's set at Slam Dunk. They're going to be on the Monster Energy stage at 1.25pm on both days. It's at Temple Newsom Park in Leeds on Saturday, May 25th. Tomorrow, if you are listening to the uh, to this podcast on the day it's come out, and let's face it, if you're listening to this kind of retrospectively, then you know you've missed out. But uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, Leeds, Temple, Newson Park, Saturday, May 25th, and Hatfield Park in Hertfordshire on Sunday, May 26th. And as I mentioned at the start of this podcast, I'm going to be there at Slam Dunk South in Hatfield on the Sunday, recording some interviews for this very podcast. We're going to have a compilation special, uh, chock full of interviews with some of the biggest and best bands to ever come onto the podcast. Um, honestly, as you can tell, I'm quite excited about it. I can't say anything right this moment but just this morning um i got a confirmation through for a band that was like okay holy shit this is this is real son um so yeah i'm looking forward to a very busy day but uh, a very fun one and of course if you see me out and about seeing bands and you somehow know what i look like then come and say hi come and give me a, a firm and solid handshake and if you're feeling ultra generous then maybe uh, buy me a beer or better yet go take your money and go over to Boston Manor's merch stall and pick up a copy of their album uh, Welcome to the Neighbourhood it's out now on Pure Noise Records uh, I'm sure they'll probably have CD and vinyl of the album at their merch stall over the weekend and if they do trust me it's a, you know it's an amazing record and the production on it is something that really comes across extra superbly on a physical format like vinyl it certainly does for mine i listen to that album still quite a lot and it came up in my top 20 albums of 2018 um so yeah thank you very much for tuning in to the first of what is hopefully many um editions of the bitchin festival preview certainly over the next few months we've got festivals coming up like uh, download festival and obviously 2000 trees aka the best festival in the world uh, arc tangent reading and leeds a bunch of smaller festivals as well that I maybe want to shed some light on. We're going to get some more artists on playing the uh, playing the various festivals this year and get their get their picks from uh, from the lineup who they're looking forward to seeing and and generally how they're looking forward to uh, performing at the festival altogether. So to make sure that you don't miss out on any of those episodes. Be sure to subscribe to Bitch and Brew wherever you choose to listen to podcasts, whether that's Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Acast or SoundCloud or, you know, there's there's like a bunch of platforms that this podcast goes out on. So wherever you choose to listen to podcasts, if you haven't done so yet, please subscribe. Please, if you're going with friends to Slam Dunk this weekend, then maybe share this episode with them and you might, uh, you might find your new favourite band as a result of it. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for listening. Obviously, hopefully, more Bitchin' Festival previews to come in the next couple of months. So stay tuned for that, and I will see you at Slam Dunk South this weekend. <laughs>
<laughs> I'm so excited. Until then, this has been Bitch and Brew. I've been Danny Randon. And until next time, don't forget to be loud, be kind, but above all, be bitchin'. <laughs>